Hello to all my guys, gals, and non-binary pals of audio podcast land, and welcome to another episode of Red Harvest, a Deadlands Noir actual play podcast. The sultry, dulcet tones that you are listening to is from your lovely Marshall Mikey. I get the awesome privilege of running some amazing players through this game. You can follow me on my personal social medias at Pop Culture Geek on the Twitters, TikTok, and Instagrams, or you can follow us on those same social media sites at DD Vibe Tri Production. Make sure to give us a like and follow and stay to stay up to date to on all our projects here at the Vibe Tribe, which is a lot. Seven actual play podcast and three regular podcasts for a total of 10 so there's a little bit of something for everyone i am joined tonight by amazing players in red harvest we're gonna go around real quick they're gonna introduce themselves plug any social projects they got going on and then also tell us who they are playing as tonight so we're going to start in a different order tonight, so we are going to actually start with Josh. Hello, everyone, and thank you for tuning in. I'm Josh, aka MG Preacher. Uh, you can follow me on TikTok at, at MG Preacher, and you can also follow me on Instagram at MG Preacher Mark Two. Uh, tonight, I will be playing New Orleans' favorite private eye. Chris Remington. Excellent. All right, the next player to join us tonight is the one and only Jace. JC Vanguard is what I go by on TikTok. Uh, tonight I'm going to be playing Miles Devereaux, the uh, street magician, drifter, and now Devil Contract? Yeah, a lot went down last episode, so we're going to do that in the recap. <laughs> so, next person up is going to be the one and only Tanner. Hey everybody, I am Tanner, also known as Grisquatch, and you can normally find me over on TikTok, as well as over on the Cast's Twitch on Fridays for Secrets of Alteran. And speaking of the Cast, I played my hand in creating some original magic items for the book, Benji's Guide to Rentuki Island, an up-and-coming 5e uh, adventure setting. And it has been funded on Kickstarter, and there's a link for it in my bio if you would wish to purchase one, or pre-order, rather. Um, and as soon as it's uh, printed and shipped out, you can get either a physical copy, or you can also order a PDF version if you would like. Awesome. And tonight I'm playing Hank Skinner, the uh, detective. Sorry, I almost forgot about that. That's okay. It happens to all of us. And then, last but certainly not least, to round out this quartet of lovely players is Kilt. You say it as I'm like eating my food. You, you keep pointing, but there, no one else can see us. Anyway, hello everyone. As I try and chew through my food, I am Kiltman42. And I am Gary the Goblin. You're beautiful, well-loved, well-dressed bootlegger. Now, ladies and gentlemen, he said bootlegger, not bootlicker. I didn't say bootlegger. I said bootlegger. Lega. That's what I'm saying. Lega. 
I'm clarifying it for the kids who are hard of hearing out here, okay? Leave me alone. What? Uh, never mind. Moving <laughs> on. As you can tell, audience, my players are amazing. I love them. They're chaotic, but uh, they make this all possible. Speaking of making things possible, boy, howdy, do we have a recap from last episode. So strap in, kids, because here's what went down on the last episode of Red Harvest. We found our grifter, Miles, in a high-stakes poker game with, at the time, a one Mr. Bordeaux. After going back and forth and trading some insults, Miles pulled the ultimate power move and decided to just jump straight into All In to try to gain everything all at once in a high-stakes back-and-forth roll-off. Miles found himself successful, and not only did he keep his chips, the chips of his comrades, but he also gained all the chips that Mr. Bordeaux had, which actually was revealed to be a demon by the name of Antelok, who introduced himself as one of the seven Davis of Destruction, specifically the Deva of Greed. On top of that, Miles ended up not only winning the chips, but he won a contract with one Mr. Antelok and basically has the demon at his call, but almost, but must pay a small price for his service. And depending on the task, it's going to cost him greatly. Meanwhile, while our bootlegger and our PI still try to wrap around their heads that Miles and Mr. Bordeaux disappeared in front of them. Our police officer Hank found himself in the tropical room getting a little cozy with one of the hostesses, Cherry, who, after a brief tease, ended up revealing herself with knife at the back of his neck and revealing that her real name is Vivi. And she is known as a Texas Ranger and that there is much to discuss. So that is where we're going to pick up starting now. So, Hank, you are contemplating all the decisions that you have made that got you to this point. But Cherry, a.k.a. Vivi, has revealed herself and is still currently holding the Texas Ranger badge in front of your face and telling you that we have much to discuss. So, she says, Now, I don't like to waste my time, hun, so let me just give you the lowdown. A little birdie told me that you and your compatriots are looking into a Mr. Bordeaux, are you not? <laughs> With my career on the line, it's kind of hard to suss out what I should say and what I shouldn't say. I mean, that's up to you, hun. I would hate to hurt this pretty little face of yours. Hmm. Let's just say I've taken an interest in Mr. Bordeaux. Hmm. I can see that. Now, obviously, so have I. And so has my boss, but... It seems that we can come to a mutual... Understanding. As she kind of moves herself from your lap taking the knife off of your neck and then taking a 
couple steps back, giving you a safe enough distance where she's not going to hurt you. Now then, let's get down to brass tacks. I need your help with something. Oh, by all means. I want you to take a look at this and tell me, uh, what are some of the first things that come to mind? As she, from her other garter belt, pulls out a folded piece of paper, a couple folded pieces of paper, actually, and just kind of hands them to you. What are these? Uh, I unfold them. Read them okay. Over. What are these? And so as you unfold them, these happen to be a couple things. There happens to be a p- police report from the New Orleans PD, no less. And strangely enough, there is a couple of crime scene photos at a well-lavished apartment. And as you're looking through the crime scene photos and you are looking through the uh, police report and the autopsy report, you come to find that the victim in this case is a one Avery Bordeaux, a.k.a. Mr. Bordeaux. And as you look at the... Yes, and as you look at the crime scene photos... You recognize the face, but the rest of the body is just a pile of, like, gelatinous, oozy skin. It's just, like, basically what happens when you take the blob and mix it with the human form. It looks like someone peeled his skin off as well, and it's just left all the shavings all over the place. Alrighty then. I guess he's uh, no longer of interest. Which is why I find it quite familiar that I saw him running around this place. He died two weeks ago. Okay, you've got my interest again. So here's where I think we can both benefit from this working relationship. I need someone who knows the streets of New Orleans, a local, if you will, and Mm -hmm. someone who has access to a similar... Subset of information and skills as I do. Granted, I can't really do much as the Texas Ranger, we kind of stick to the shadows. But you, being a public figure of the police force, would definitely help me out in my endeavor. We could probably work something out. <laughs> And she kind of just sits down on one of the beach chairs and kind of just slinks back in it. <sighs> That's a relief. I'm glad you're open-minded, at least. The last two guys that I tried to offer this just turned me down straight flat. It was not a pretty sight. <laughs> What'd you do to those two? Just took some little naughty photos and threatened to show them to their wives. Oh, that's pretty tame. But. 
as long as we're being open. And I reach back into the into the jacket and pull out the revolver real fast. It's like not pointing it at her, just showing her. It's like I really got to keep my wits about me around women like you and then put it back. You could have very easily taken me out. Well, of course. But now that I see that you came packed, it's nice to know that you, my good sir, don't come half cocked, if you will. Hmm. It was the first order of business. First order of business is I would like to have a conversation with you and your compatriots, but not tonight. I get the sneaking suspicion that someone else is here that doesn't need to be aware of our little meeting. I'm going to reach for my wallet and give her... I hate that I fucking have to say this. I'm going to give her my card. (laughs) Oh my goodness. It's Mm -hmm. like, uh, love it. (laughs) Yeah, this is like, well, if you need to contact me after tonight, if everything goes awry, and you have to skedaddle out of here, or like on the opposite end, we have to skedaddle out of here. There's my contact info. She kind of walks up to you. She takes it gingerly, puts it in her garter belt. (laughs) Sorry about that. (laughs) You're good. Okay. So she takes your card and she puts it in her garter belt. Once I figure a good place and time, I'll give you a call and bring your friends along. And as she's beginning to head for the door, she stops herself. She looks at you and says, I believe this is going to be the start of a beautiful relationship. And before oh, leaving, so. before leaving, she kind of walks back to you. She takes her face, gives you a little small kiss on the lips, and then walks out of the room. <laughs> mm. Dangerous, downright dangerous. <laughs> so yeah, she leaves the room and she closes it gingerly behind her. So you are left to your own devices in the tropical room. I'm going to give her a few minutes to get down the hallway and then I'm going to make a brisk exit. (laughs) Okay. So you make a brisk exit and you head back towards where the main hub of the Devil's Playground is. Yep. Back to Gary and um, Chris. (laughs) Yes. Okay. So as you're making your way down the stairs, you see Chris standing there and then you see What seems to be Gary, who is still a little dripping from water being thrown on his face. So, um, 
yeah, these two are having a conversation as you're approaching. So, what's going on, guys? Well, do you see someone missing? Nope, the Grifter boy is gone. Not go? just the Grifter boy. But, uh, so how is your little romantic interlude? Did you get your salad tossed? I mean, yeah. Short answer, not quite. Long answer. Oh, we'll so it's about. a complicated endeavor, Mr. Gary. Very. I, I believe Hanky Poo here got beached. Hmm. So what'd you last see? Uh, he was literally sitting right there right? with Mr. Bodeau. We blink and he's gone. With Mr. Yes, Bordeaux. they were about to start a card game and they just vanished. Vanished in thin air. Yeah. You don't think this has anything to do with the hoodoo? I have hoodoo a You do, do you? No fucking shit, do I? Hmm. I need more alcohol. Keep your wits about you, Gary. How? Just saying. Always be prepared. I'm gonna like lightly tap the. <laughs> what would be like under the armpit holster cool, Stanley cool, you cool. say we need to keep our wits <laughs> about, uh, keep our wits with us but uh, physics was just denied sir I know do you sir I just hope our grifter friend uh, Gary, somehow manages to show us. up and not completely screw up this entire situation I don't know. Our, our street magician friend has a way of turning up in weird places. I'm sure he's got. I'm sure he's got some kind of slippery trick to get out of whatever he's in. Like Mister Gary says, I need another drink, and I head to the bar. I'm gonna stay. I'm gonna stay seated at the table that they were just at. Uh, just head on swivel. What? Well, I think at the time uh, we were still at the bottom of the stairs. Oh, well then I'll just post up at the bottom of the stairs and just keep my eyes in the vicinity of where they last saw um, Miles. Miles, there we go. Thank you. <laughs> Don't worry. I got you. Okay. And so as the three... Speak... <laughs> Speaking of Miles... Miles! <laughs> and so you are still currently in the Shadow Realm... <laughs> So, you just signed the contract, you got this pendant, and do we call him Mr. Antelok? Just Antelok? Anyways, Antelok is still there, and he just looks at you and says, Now that the contract has been signed, why don't you take a look at your winnings, sir? <laughs> well, when you say it like that, I'm kind of concerned. As I reach down, uh, uh, I start inspecting chip by chip. Okay. So as you are inspe in uh, inspecting these chips, 
I mean, outside of the ones that you got for your body, mind, and soul, and your three friends, and you look through your winnings, you start to see similar chips that your friends' chips were made of. Just small, moving portraits of various people. And as you are moving through stack by stack, you can see that there has been a variety of people from all sorts of different periods. There are a couple of, of individuals dressed what to be in fine silk linen robes with onks and different kind of wear to give off that Mediterranean Egyptian period. Then there are a couple of individuals dressed in very flamboyant, poofy type of clothing, which seem to give off a little more hmm, European feel. And as you keep inspecting it, you keep seeing different individuals from different time periods. You see like 1800s, you see the early 1900s. And even 1920s of present day of all different types of people, men, women, young, old. And then you come across something very peculiar. You come across a chip and as you inspect it, you see a movie image of someone that you have just recently come into contact not too long ago. You see a chip belonging to one Fabiana, the singer who kind of started this whole thing off for all of you when she stole <laughs> Hank's brother's car at the party. Did you not just see this woman had the... What was her name? Oh, um, Fabi... Fabio... Filipino... Oh, what was her name? Fabi Fabiana, right? You won a game with Fabiana and you have her? Well, I have her now? Do I do I look into her life or or am I looking into I can control her? Well The way that this works, Miles, is that I have kept these as tokens of my winnings. As such, most of these individuals here are long gone. And these are just more of the memories that I've kept for them. But this one, as Antelope points to Fabiana's chip in your hand, this one's special. She never gambled with me, but someone used her as a gambling chip and lost. So I took something from her. What did you take? Let's just say when it comes down to the human being, the most basic part is their free will. So when this person used her as a gambling chip, I took the one thing that most people take for granted, and I took her free will. Every decision that she has ever made up to this point has not been of her own, 
but but of my design. And molding her and toying with her, if you will. So now I can, I can do that, since now I own her, like you owned her free will? That is completely up to you. Should you will it, you can take my place and make the decisions for her. Or, now that I am under contract with you, I also have the power to turn these chips back to the owners. And therefore, you would be giving her back her free will. Yes, but per our contract, if I do recall, and I do recall, if I ask anything of you, it comes with a consequence. Or yeah. Well, technically, yes, that is true. I'm willing to let you decide Fabiana's fate free of charge. I'm interested to see what kind of man you are, Miles. I want to do two things. One, I want her back with the boys. And then two... I want to give her free will back so we can speak. <laughs> Your wish is my command, Sir Miles. And with the twist of his wrist and the wave of his hand, the poker chip of Fabiana in your hand begins to slowly burn up and it turns to ash in your hand. But as it burns up, it burns this iridescent kind of lime green color in the flame. And as soon as the poker chip kind of finishes dissolving in the ash, you see a similar lime green kind of vapor begin to make its way out of your hand before coalescing into a spherical kind of essence and shooting into the darkness of the Shadow Realm. And Antilok just looks at his wrist for a little bit and says, Three, two, one. Ah, I believe her free will has now returned to her. Should you want to talk to her, I mean, she is performing here tonight, so... If you hurry, I think you could catch her before the curtain call for tonight's festivities. Hurrying is all part of the job, but how may I hurry when I can't even get out of where I'm at? <laughs> well, that's easy, Biles. All you need to do is just step out the door. And as you turn around, you just see behind you a dimly lit neon exit sign above a door but as you look at this door you see that the frame of it is a similar black onyx color as your pendant and the door with in front of you is carved with all different types of markings and symbols No, Antelope, was it? You are an interesting being. That is correct. And I'd love to sit down and pick your brain. 
but as you know, a job is a job. Hmm. It's not soon enough, I hope. Of course, should you ever need to talk to me, all you must do is say my name and I will be at your beck and call. Of course, be prepared to pay the price. Everyone must pay the toll eventually. Yeah, yeah, put it on my tab. <laughs> I believe this is going to be the start of a beautiful relationship, Miles. But, as you said, a job's a job. So we'll talk soon. Yes, yes we will. As I walk towards the door. Okay. As you walk towards the door, again, the door is carved with all different types of symbols and markings. And as you reach for the handle, you open the door. And as you head out, you just hear Antelok kind of in the back of your head say, For whom the bell tolls, Mr. Miles? Will you leave a mark of a hero? Or will you fall so far from grace that you will end up becoming the villain? Time will only tell. We'll talk soon. As you walk out and the door closes behind you, Miles, you find yourself back in the Devil's Playground. As if nothing really has changed, you still see people gambling, you still see many people throwing back drinks like it's going out of style. And as you're looking around, you see Hank just kind of posted up at the bottom of the stairs. <laughs> And then Hank, you obviously see Miles just randomly appear back in front of you as you're taking surveying for him. Oh, there he is. Well, hi, gentlemen. I'm sorry. I've, I, I stepped away for some time. I, I apologize. Oh, well, Mr. Gary, look who just no. stepped, stepped away or stepped... <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. Grizz first, then other person. Okay. Stepped away from or stepped into something? Let's just say things seem to be more on our side. Alrighty then. Well, I've had the absolute pleasure of making a new acquaintance myself, and we've got more working for us than originally thought. What do you mean by that? We gonna? I'll figure you know. Yeah, let's elaborate back at uh, back where else we need to go. Mm hmm. I will go find our lovely lovely employer well and uh male Mr. Footlong let me remind you don't do that shit again do what thing that disappearing act I don't like that shit oh but you forget I'm a magician disappearing act is what I do 
I just assume that's what he pulled. As long as he ain't pulling his pecker in public, that's even better. Now, let's go find um the uh the lovely lovely young lady. Fabian. Oh yeah, so lady of the hour. Ah uh, yes. I seem to think we have we're gonna have a better time with this. How's that, Miles? Well, it seems she might be more willing to help us than we originally thought. We'll compare notes later. And I started heading in the direction of the showroom. Okay, so Hank, you are heading that way. Um, Miles and Gary, I'm presuming I'm assuming you're gonna follow uh, Hank as well. Cool, I wasn't cool, gonna cool. go for our singer. I was actually gonna go for the mob boss's daughter, but I kept forgetting her name. <laughs> okay, so then Gary, you are going to be looking for Lily, who is the boss's daughter. Hank's gonna head to the showroom. Miles, you're going to follow Hank, I presume? Or what are you I doing? I would like to go see Fabiana. Okay, so you're going to look for Fabiana. Okay, so as the three of you head into different directions, Chris, as you begin to walk towards whichever direction that you're going to, whether it be following one of those three or going your own direction here in the Devil's Playground, you hear a distinct voice coming from behind you. Hmm. It seems little Chris has made some friends, finally. Ah, man, how time flies. You said a distinct voice, though. Do I recognize this voice as somebody I personally know? Well, I, I it have to be if it's well, a distinct voice. Duh. And I turn around to see who it is. That's oh tall. yeah, you do. Okay, so as you turn around, the figure in front of you, you definitely recognize this person. You recognize this as one of your mm, mates from your military days. You know him as Jackson. However, there's one little problem with that. Jackson has been long dead for a very long time. But for some odd reason, he's standing in front of you as if nothing has happened. No, I, I, I just kind of rub my eyes real quick. No. No. As you rub your eyes, he's still there. Jack. How in the hell? I always figured when we were caught up in that explosion, something was a little bit off. 
as he walks closer to you, he gets in your personal space. Then you just are overcome with this kind of cold feeling as Jackson kind of just phases through you. I just stand there in complete shock for a split second. And then I turn back around to see if Jackson's still there. And he is, but you notice that now he's wearing something very interesting around his wrist. He's wearing kind of this teal color kind of ringlet around his wrist. And towards the bottom of his wrist, you just see it attached to all sorts of kind of like your standard metallic chain with with silver metallic like chain links connecting it. And as you're following this thread of chain links, it kind of leads around the floor, kind of swiveling and piling up until you follow it back up. And you see that now around your wrist is a similar color banglet with that chain link now also falling from there. I always felt something was off about that explosion. And it seems the two of us are still connected, even after all this time. No. That... Jackie... I didn't was sunk in 1917. How the hell is all this going on? And what... What the hell is this? You tell me, Chris. Something is keeping me here, and it seems you're tied to me along with it. (laughs) I've been watching you for a very long time. It just seems now is the first time you can actually hear me. And for that matter, it seems you can see me now, too. I don't even know where to stop with this, Jack. I haven't seen you in... close to 30 years. Or close to... close to 20 years. I d- oh, that, that may be true for you. But I've seen you grown up a lot, Chris. And I have to say... I'm a little surprised that you're a private eye, but nonetheless, you made a name for yourself. It's been an awesome privilege to get to see that. But it seems now is the first time you actually can see and hear me, so... Looks like we still got one more mystery to solve then, don't we? I suppose we do, Jack. And what do you mean something seemed off? I mean, you may know for a fact that what caused that explosion was a damn torpedo from a damn U-boat. I was on this destroyer when they sunk that bastard. Well, now, is that what you were told, or is that really what you remember? I saw it with my own eyes. 
the British destroyer came up. They picked us up out of that damn water. We was out patrolling for six, seven, eight hours. I saw the depth charge roll, roll off. I saw that oil just splash out of the water. How the hell could it be anything different? Jack, if you know something, tell me. See, Jackson walks up to you. Without saying anything, he kind of takes his two fingers and kind of puts them on your forehead and says, In due time. But you're only seeing with what your mind wants you to see. You need to dig deeper. You need to face your demons in order to see the truth of what actually happened. And with the slight tap of his fingers onto your forehead, you begin to clutch your ears as you get auditory flashbacks of that event. You just hear sounds of things exploding. You hear the voices of many soldiers kind of crying out in pain. You just hear the vicacity of just things hitting flesh and tearing through. And as you are bombarded with these auditory flashbacks, Jackson just releases his fingers from his forehead and you find yourself listening back into the patrons of the Devil's Playground. It seems that barrier is a lot stronger than I thought. You're going to need to be prepared to break it down and face the ugly truth that might be lying in wait. Break down barrier? Jack, how can I break a barrier that I don't even know is there? That is for another discussion at another time, but as he, Jackson raises his wrist with the chain around it. We got all the time in the world to talk about it. But I think your friends are gonna need your help, so... When you're ready, just... Let me know, and, uh... We'll catch up. Until then... <laughs> take care of yourself. And after that... Jackson kind of walks away a little bit, heading towards the exit of the Devil's Playground. And after a couple people kind of pass through and in front of him, once they dissipate, he is gone. And so is the banglet and the chain around your wrist. This is gonna be... This is gonna be something else. Oh. Anyways, I got a job I need to do now. So, I start trying to make my way uh, to where uh, Miles went. 
Okay. So. Gary. You end up going back upstairs where Lily is still looking over the banister to all the patrons from the second floor to the first floor. And as you approach her, she turns and looks at you. Miss me so soon. Well, I think so. I believe our... <coughs> Excuse me. I believe our uh, magician buddy has uh, done something. We might want to go collect your lady friend and figure it out. So you're saying that you completed what I asked you to do? In all honesty, I have no idea. All I know, he was there one second, came back, said it was done, and then went to go go find her. I think we should join suit. Well, then I guess we don't waste time. Lead the way, Gary. All right, well, let's go. We wander down. <laughs> okay. So, uh, Hank, you are currently in the heading towards the showroom, correct? Yes. Okay. So, you enter the showroom, and surprisingly, it's mostly vacant. Uh, the only thing here. You do see that. In here is a couple of lounge chairs and couches. And on the stage, you see your typical kind of band setup. You got a drum set. You got a couple of guitars. You have some saxophone and trumpets. And solely placed in the center is a large microphone where on the stage, you see Fabiana currently singing into the microphone now obviously it's not on but because it's just you two the power of her voice kind of echoes and carries through the showroom and she's just singing away until she notices you there and just says ah um hank uh didn't see you there my apologies, just warming up for the grand finale tonight. Oh no, my apologies. Don't don't let me distract you. It's okay. I can take a couple minutes break. In fact, I think I'm pretty much ready to go. As she kind of walks down the stage, off the stage and heads towards you. Uh, so, what can I do you for? Uh, we've had some... Hmm... interesting conversation and meetings here within the last hour. I was just coming to keep tabs on you. That's all. And she kind of smiles and looks at you and says, I do appreciate it. Thank you. You have my gratitude. Now, I do have a question, though. Um, sure. Anything. I'll look around, see if there's anybody like within earshot of us. 
not a soul, just me and her in this little theater room. Mm-hmm. Just okay. you, her, and then that's it. <laughs> mm-hmm. How well do you know the staff here? I mean... uh, Not on a personal level, but... On a more business-related level, since I'm here almost once or twice a week to perform. I know some of the people here are okay, but I don't know their full lives, what they like to do. But I know a couple. Oh? Well, obviously, the the big cheese of this place was probably one of them. Oh, yeah. I definitely know him. In fact, he's the one who asked for me to have a residency here in the Devil's Playground. And how's that working out so far for you? I mean, it's no Atlantic City, but it definitely does pay a little bit better than most gigs I do. And since I'm performing at least once or twice a week, at least it's a steady income. Of course, there can always be more money, but... It's nice for now, at least until I could save up and go to Atlantic City. And then make my way there to make it big, where all the aspiring lounge singers go. If it's alright with you, I think I'll take a seat and hang around for the show. Uh, Certainly. And so, you do just that, Hank. And then at this point, the rest of the squad rolls up. So, Miles and Chris, you guys arrive first. And then shortly behind is Gary and Lily. And as Fabiana looks at the whole entire group, she says, Ma... Seems to be having a lot of guests here tonight. Um, what can I do you all for? As she kind of slowly has a seat in one of the Card shark. Little game. I don't know to which you're referring. I am no shark at the game. Whatever. Inch your story along. Does Miles have sleeves? Yes, I want a suit. What? Where's Miles sitting in respect to me? Where do you want me to sit, Daddy? <laughs> oh no. Um hmm. if you're sitting next to me, I'm definitely reaching for your uh your coat sleeve to see if you've got any cards tucked up in there. Alright. I'm fine with that if you can, you know, go ahead and try. <laughs> oh, okay. It sounds like a oh, challenge. Oh, let's, oh. Let, let's do this. So, okay. Um, hey, what would this be? This is a weird one because you're trying to check 
let's see if there's i guess it would be investigation only because it's like miles isn't trying to hide anything so you can so hank you're gonna roll investigation to see if there is yeah. indeed cards Wait, the brine dice. <laughs> it explodes. He's using the spicy fish boy dice. Seven. Okay, so that is its success. Um, Miles, does he find any cards up your sleeve nope. or where he's looking? <laughs> he looks in the car. Okay. So, I don't know yeah. whether to be surprised or just... He's looking in the wrong spot. Now, so... Okay, so you said if you're that... Looking, if you're looking for any cards, I was gonna so say, what you need to look for is this. Out of my... Behind my handkerchief is, like, a full deck of aces. <laughs> oh, you cheeky bastard. I'm no card shot. I'm a magician. And then in an instant, I just wave the cards in front of them and they just. Just like you got a way of making those appear. Whenever I need need them, I will have what I want. Hmm. Can you do that with guns? Well, do you mean this one? And I pull out my M1911. I'm honestly at a loss for words. I was not expecting that. Like I said, and then again, I'll wave my hand. Like, I'll wave my hand. I'll put my hands together, like, covering the gun. And then I'll spread my hands apart like it was never there. Look over. I'm going to look across down at Gary's like, you seeing this? You see how this boy just poof? Yes, I see how he just poofed. Can we stop being a poofed up for a little bit and get back to work? Hey, you trying to call me a shark? I'm just trying to tell you I'm a magician from any sort. I see. I'm just trying to think about like what the ramifications uh, for saying that is. Boy. Well, in the UK, a poofed up is uh... gay. Yeah. Yes, for our UK listeners, we are all inclusive here in the D&D Vibe Tribe Productions. <laughs> so we mean no harm when we say certain things. <laughs> okay, so everybody is now sitting at the table. Uh, Lily looks at you, Gary, and says, Now I believe you said your magician friend had some results for me. Take it away there, uh, inch boy. Let's just say that... Sorry, hold on. Let's just say that I had a meeting with the devil of a man. And it's revealed to me that... Not everything is as it seems. And now, it should be a little better. Do you care to elaborate? Miles, or... I'm not just supposed to guess here. 
I I did meet with a Mr. Bardell. I had a private game with him. And I acquired a lot of knowledge. And uses. Okay, does any of those uses include figuring out how to get Fabiana away from oh, him? Oh, that's, that's done already, child. How did you manage that? I just gave her back her free will. In a sorts of winning that free will. What do you what mean, is, her free will? What some did sort you... of hypnotist? No, in a... I don't think you'd ever believe me because I barely believed it. And I was there. But when I say Bordeaux was a devil of a man, I do rightfully mean he was a devil. If anything, the one of greed. And he had a hold on Fabiana, and it's not even because of her own fault. Just like at any point, he could have had a hold on any one of my compatriots here. Being my fault. Like in the... Like in the hoodoo-voodoo sense, or what? In a sense, yeah, it would be a hoodoo-voodoo, since your soul, mind, and thoughts were on the line in this game. So, Miles, as you say all this, and actually this goes for everyone, I need all four of you to make me a oh, notice roll, me. please. <laughs> oh, buddy. Well, I put it buddy. Okay, so so Hank got a two. Uh, that would be a nine. That'd be a four. Okay. Okay. So, um, Chris and Miles succeed. And then Gary, I just need your roll, please. <laughs> Watch him keep going. <laughs> And also, this whole time, Chris has kind of got a look on his face as he's confused. And Very much like at the same that. time, when Miles was talking, certain key words kind of makes him kind of cock his head like things are starting to try to piece together. So he's just got this look of confused okay. and attentive. Okay. Gary, what did you get for the notice rolls, sir? I didn't notice shit because I didn't even notice we were rolling. Damn it. Busy <laughs> stuff in his face. Honestly, though, that's a whole mood. To drink at the time. So I didn't notice anything. 
So he, he will he not release these on patrol? <laughs> well, okay. So let's see. To recap, Hank, unfortunately, you failed. <laughs> um, Miles and Chris, you succeeded. So, as you guys are hearing Miles, what seems to be an unbelievable account. Specifically for Miles and for Chris, you guys notice that as Miles is telling his story as to how he met with Mr. Bordeaux and all that, under normal circumstances, most normal people would be a little perplexed and confused and kind of assuming that you were pulling their leg with the sheer imaginative details of playing a game with some sort of devil. But you two notice that as Miles is giving all these details, both Lily and Fabiana are listening attentively and the expressions on their face seem to give off the perception to you two that they already knew all this information and that what you're telling them is actually believable. So in closing, I had a game I had a game with the devil. And I have won or given Fabiana her free will in turn. Both Lily and Fabiana kind of just sit there as you finish giving the details. And Lily just begins to nod her head. And after a brief moment of silence, just says, Well then... It seems our suspicions were correct. And since it seems that you've won your little game, Miles, it seems that Fabiana has her free will back. So it's true. The Davas are finally making their play. I thought we had more time than this, but it seems time is of the essence. <sighs> well then, gentlemen. It seems that the Conclave was correct in asking you for to take on this job. Now then, let me introduce myself to all of you. I go by Lily Broussard, or most mortals, but you can refer to me as Sardonyx. The Scarlet Witch of the Conclave. Pleasure to meet you. The who now? That is going to conclude this tonight's episode. So to everyone listening, thank you all for tuning in. When we come back for next episode, it seems that our boys have more questions than answers than they barking for. So we're going to see what happens next. As uh, 
We now have a witch question mark in the group. But until then, <laughs> remember everyone, take care of each other, love one another, and as always, let the good times roll. See you next time.